Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 10 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Jim Biscardi, and uh, with me today, as always, is Christian Hoffer. Megan Peters is not here because she is at Anime Expo as we speak. She is in the air flying. Uh, so uh, to replace her, we have, uh, for those of you watching on video, Detective Pikachu is my co-chair sitting in, sitting in the studio. Uh, Christian is wearing a really cool Charizard shirt that I tried to make a quick comment before uh, we started recording, and then I realized I was muted. So, Christian, I think that's a very cool shirt. Thank you. I got it at the North American Championships. Oh, uh, nice. So you can purchase the shirt at uh, PokemonCenter.com. Excellent. So Wild Podcast Has Appeared is a weekly show. comes out every Thursday, and we talk about Pokemon everything. Uh, stuff, games, console, Go, uh, the anime, the manga, if stuff happens in there, trading card games, you name it. It's got that Pokemon logo slapped on it. We're talking about it. Uh, and this, uh, the show is broken out in two ways. We do a few little quick hit news items in the first half, and then we go into a uh, usually a fairly, at times, controversial uh, deep dive pick, or we just dive a little bit deeper into the biggest news of the week. Uh, a lot of fun stuff this week. To, uh, to kick it off, I want to go with probably the biggest news of the week that we'll talk a bit more potentially a little bit later. The Pokemon Company responded to the cries of the Pokemon fanboys about the national Pokedex. Christian, yes. what did they say? So uh, just, just to recap, uh, right. if you've been following the podcast, you know this already, a uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield will not include every single Pokemon in the franchise. They made the decision uh, that they will not have the national Pokedex in this game. Uh, and that only Pokemon that are in the regional Pokedex, the regional Galar Pokedex, can be transferred into the game. A lot of fans were not happy about this. No. Um, it, it's gotten kind of ridiculous. Um, like, if you go to any social media page the Pokemon has, all the comments will be filled with hashtag bring back the National Pokedex. And so, uh, Junichi Masuda, who is the director of Game Freak, um, responded by saying, Thank you to all of our fans for caring so deeply about Pokemon. Uh, recently, I shared the news that some Pokemon cannot be transferred to Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've read all your comments and appreciate your love and passion for Pokemon. Uh, just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon, and each and every one of them is important to us. After so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very di difficult decision for me. I'd like to make one thing clear. Even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future games. Um, and then it concludes with saying, the world of Pokemon continues to evolve. The Galar region offers new Pokemon to encounter, trainers to battle, and adventures to embark on. We are pouring our hearts into these games, and we hope you will look forward to joining us on this new journey. So that last line, not the last line, the last line of like the first part that you read about, you know, just because they're not in this game doesn't mean that you know, they don't look somewhere. That's a weird line, right? Like, in the sense where it's just like, I don't think anyone was thinking that, like, if it wasn't in the game, it was never coming back. Yeah. But. So, 
I mean, yeah, I don't think that was a problem that a lot of people were looking at, but it did kind of tie into um, something that got brought up uh, by the fan base uh, earlier this week. I forget exactly when. It was either over the weekend or earlier this week. Um, Glam Meow and Purugly, which are Pokemon that first appeared in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, have never appeared in any other regional Pokedex besides the Sinnoh Pokedex. Mm-hmm. And that that's... 14 years in between games and so people are pointing out like okay um you know that's that's an extreme example about a pokemon that frankly (laughs) not a lot of people care about that until now someone was like hey what about glamio yeah um so you know i i think they're kind of trying to address you know i i think that they're missed you know they're concerns what what the pokemon company feels fans are concerned about isn't what fans are actually concerned about. They, they don't, you know, I, I think that everyone realizes that, you know, uh, if, if a hundred Pokemon don't appear in this game, they're going to appear in the next one. That that's not what the problem is. This, this is something else. (laughs) (laughs) But is this like, to me, this statement feels like a company that's a little out of touch. Yeah, in, in that like, like, yes, they acknowledged sort of this this outcry. I don't think that statement helped any one bit uh, quell any concerns, anger, or whatnot. And so, I'm not saying they necessarily should just have ignored it, but if there was an aspect of the game that was not previously revealed. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that should have been the, well, okay, you won't be able to do this, but here's how we're going to incorporate something like, like, like give a little bit more because I think right now there being, like, there's a lot of the aspects of the game that are still so shrouded in secrecy and, and mm-hmm. rightfully so like, you know, they want to preserve a bunch of surprises for the game and things like that. But I feel like this would have been an opportunity for the Pokemon company to be like, well, okay, but here's this. Yeah. Th- this is, this is a situation in which I think they weren't expecting this amount of outcry. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I just don't think they know what to do here. Um, this is a situation that the Pokemon company is not really used to. Um, and you know, let, let's, let's be clear here, even though like the Pokemon franchise is, you know, quite possibly the biggest video game franchise, if not the biggest entertainment franchise on the planet, Game Freak, the company only is, you know, only consists of about 140, you know, only 140 employees. This is a small company. Um, and I, I think they're kind of used to just posting on their well-earned success here. Mm-hmm. Well, there was something even in the news that didn't Game Freak come out and say that like they're also going to start focusing on non-Pokemon stuff? Yeah, yes and no. So that uh, that that comment's kind of uh, misinterpreted. So uh, Game Freak has two production teams. They have their A team and their B team. Um, and while their B team is continuing to work on the Pokemon franchise... Uh, their A team is currently working on another project, and so that that A team is usually the one who they they were the ones who were developing, um, you know, like the new generations of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not working on a Pokemon project right now, and that that's a little bit of a, of a reversal for what they usually do. 
But Game Freak's been known to do this from time to time. Occasionally, they'll go and have their production team just work on another game for a couple of reasons. One, it helps them learn new techniques and mm-hmm. play with mm-hmm. new technology. And also, it gives them a break from Pokemon. I mean, not everyone is equipped to be Deal with in tiny the tiny pocket pocket. monsters for 10 to 15 years and as a yeah. working career. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be pretty rough to work on the same thing, variations of the same thing over and over and over day yeah. in day out for, you know, years. So this is kind of a way to give them a break. But that 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 statement got misinterpreted a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, they said what they said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, I think it 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 was definitely definitely a weird a weird statement. I, I think I'm a little surprised that the that people are still kind of complaining about this because it really, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone. I mean, there will, uh, that's probably too far of a, an overthink. <laughs> a large portion of the people playing the game are not going to give two issues about wanting to collect every single Pokemon or you know fill out that deck. Like that is such a small the the amount of people who will actually do it is probably such mm-hmm. a small percentage of of the players of that game that um you know that you know it's it's kind of irrelevant the the where i see a larger audience potentially being a little bit upset is you're potentially missing out on a large opportunity to nab say that pokemon go audience to bring mm-hmm. them back into a more traditional type pokemon game and if they've that Pokemon Go audience has spent time and money collecting a lot of these other Pokemon that potentially won't be in the game that they would want to bring over, then they can't. Now, a lot of that's just, you know, suck it up, Buttercup, but yeah. But at the same time, I, I can see where, you know, that casual, the where the transition from that casual player to a potentially a diehard player, uh, you know, where that bridge is a bit incomplete. Yeah, the, I mean, like I said, I, I get some of the disappointment. Like, I personally, when I first got back into Pokemon, um, one of the things I, I literally spent a year doing it was collecting every single Pokemon species. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, I, I get that mentality. I really yeah. do. Um, but, I mean, that was something I did like after I had run out of everything else to do in the game. <laughs> you know, like, literally, in Pokemon X and Y, I had done it all so then i started going and trying to get pokemon you know via the global trade system yeah um and yeah like you know and even even stuff like the pokemon go example like i think that's a valid point but at the same time um you know we have pokemon home they're planning on doing stuff with that uh to kind of keep the pokemon that aren't currently active in the you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, something to do mm-hmm. and to give players a chance to interact with their Pokemon and continue to interact with their Pokemon. And so I feel like that will continue to happen here in Pokemon with Pokemon Go. If you choose to transfer your Pokemon over, right. Um, right. You'll, you'll have that option. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've dwelled on that long enough. Uh, let's move on to the trading, <laughs> the trading card game. Uh, yeah. Tag Team Trio? Yes, the, what? the this will be the first time. So we've had these tag team cards yep. for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's a pair of Pokemon, but in the upcoming uh, expansion, Unified Minds, 
we're going to get a tag team trio of Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. And it is a beast of a card. <laughs> um, so its base attack can do 210 damage every single turn for only four energy. Now, that takes three different kinds of types of energy. It takes a water energy, a fire energy, and an electric energy, which can be kind of hard to collect to, yep. um, to build your deck around. But it's GX move, which you can use once per game, does 110 move, uh, 110 damage to any Pokemon on the on the bench or active, and then you shuffle your Pokemon, uh, your your tag team trio card back into your deck, which clears all damage and any other negative effects to it. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. So, I mean, obviously that's going to be the card that everyone is going to want. It's Possibly. a very cool new card to add to the deck or to the mm-hmm. game. How rare do you think it will be? I mean, it'll be as rare as any other um, GX card, I think. Okay. So right now, I mean, it's not going to be that rare because they're planning on releasing a um, a stained glass variant and uh, okay. one of their box sets. So, you know, it, it, it so can't be, be able that to get rare. the card. Yeah, you'll be able to get the card. Um, I mean, it'll cost you a bit of money to get the card um, if you go that route. But uh, I don't think it'll be that rare. I think that the um, big drawback to it is that it requires three different types of energy, um, which can be kind of difficult to do. Um, There's a couple ways to mitigate that, but I think that will turn a lot of people off Mm -hmm. um, because it'll just take too long to build up to the point where that card can be effective. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. So when they when they introduced the tag team, like these tag team cards are power, like not all of them, but a good chunk of them are very mm-hmm. strong cards. Yeah, and you know, of the last over the last year, we've gotten a lot of tag team cards, mm-hmm. and they've changed a lot of the the dynamics of the playability of the game. Mm-hmm. Is this something where in a year down the line, all of a sudden, or, or not a, a year down the line is probably too soon, but like we will inevitably get a card that has every EV uh, evolution on it? I don't think so. I mean, we could. <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's be clear. We could. I, 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 I'm never going to try to predict what uh, the Pokemon trading card game is going to do next. Uh, but I, I don't think they'll go that route only because I think when the sword and shield expansions come out, mm-hmm. they're going to move away from the tag team mechanic. Mm-hmm. We're, okay. we're going to get the Dy- we're going to get dynamax, which will probably be Di- DX or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and that'll be, man, I kind of wish they hadn't already have been doing like the larger cards. Cause that would have been like a perfect for <laughs> dynamax. You know, I was I was thinking about this the other day, and um, the transport the Transformers trading card game. Yep, packs like the oversized cards that they use for the actual Transformers, and then right. they have regular sized cards that you play to like give them weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like when you buy a pack of Transformer trading cards, it's a huge like pack because they have these like two like oversized cards. And I would just love if they started doing that. Uh, for the Pokemon training card, that it'll never be, happen. That, never that happen. could be really cool, but yeah, that definitely, definitely won't happen. Well, it's so funny too, because like I know there was that that period of time, and I know when I was out, but they they had like team car or cards that you can basically put together, 
mm-hmm. for like for like one thing. That's a that's a, a dynamic that also like the Pokemon Company has not really used as much for the trading card game is the like stack your cards together to build a thing. Uh, it, you know, it, the, it doesn't necessarily make sense in the because there's like there's not like an like an Exodia for like Yu Gi Oh fans that, yeah, that you can do with this, um, or you know, there's not like combiners in in the Transformers thing where you take a bunch of different ones. But it would be cool, like but like the EV evolutions or something like that, where if it was a a connected like if you there was a set of them that if you mm. connected them all did a cool thing uh or, or even for some of the legendaries right just like the each like of the you know they're doing it they're doing it with this card by putting the three you know, original legendary birds onto one card but yeah. it'd be cool if there was like even connected like a connected art set or something that if you got the three cards put them all together out on the thing it just you know you ran ham on whoever you're playing with but like that's an aspect of the game that they haven't they dabbled with a little bit but haven't really fully committed to. Yeah. Uh, that is something I would definitely love to see coming up. They have had a couple of cards which have abilities where if, you know, it's all based on like if you have a I I, I think it was like the Regirock and Regice and um Registeel. Mm-hmm. Uh depending on how many of those cards you had like in play uh their abilities stacked yeah um so those were those were pretty powerful that that was actually a year ago mm-hmm. maybe two years ago um so i mean i i think they've dabbled with continued to dabble with that um if if they ever like do a poke fusion um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mechanic oh, i think that would be kind of crazy but uh i i don't think the pokemon company will ever go there but who knows? I didn't think we'd get kaiju-sized Pokemon, and that's what Pokemon. Sure enough, here we got. Uh, yeah. there's a number of cool things still with unified the uh, unified mindset. Ninety variants and shiny Pokemon. Yes. So these are um, they they they're they're SB cards. Um, so they're they're alternate art versions of existing cards that will be released as part of the unified minds set. But they show the Pokemon with their shiny coloration, um, so they're they're a little bit different than the shining Pokemon that we got last year in Shining Legends, which you know those were defined as shiny Pokemon and they were separate cards. So this will be like if you get your shiny Charizard in Unified Minds, it's still the same Charizard card as before, and the legality is based on whatever the legality of that older Charizard card is. Um, because there's a two-year time limit on these cards. Um, I, I don't know how many people know that, but like when you when you play uh, when you're building your deck, you can only use it from cards that are two years old or younger. There's like certain sets that you can use. Right. Um, so the you, you, the legality will still be based on that. So they're still technically the same card, but they're being released, and I, I think they're really cool. And we've never had ninety of them. Yeah. I mean that's. And we're we're talking like powerhouses like Charizard, Mewtwo. Um, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think even like uh, Buzzwool was in there. I think I saw one. So does that raise the total number of cards in this set? Yeah, I think there's only seventy or so cards that are like new cards. Plus, right. there's this ninety some uh, extra shiny cards. So I think there's a total of 150. Um, it includes Team Rocket cards too. Um, oh, cool. Jesse and James and Arbok and Weezing are all in there. Um, 
And there's a couple other cards, too, um, that are neat. So this is kind of just like a hodgepodge of different things that got released over in Japan and now are being released in the U.S. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it, it's... I love what the trading card game has done over the last year or so since introducing the tag team stuff and um, the, the things that it's, it's going there. So it's, especially for me, as someone who's been slowly coming back into the trading card game, mm-hmm. um, it's exciting enough for me to be like, oh, okay, no, this is, this is fun. And it doesn't feel like the new additions or the new things that they're adding that are potentially changing the gameplay a little bit are too overwhelming. Uh, no. So, was that? No, it's, it's nice. There's no power yeah. creep with yeah. these cards. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, so I mean, if you collected Pokemon cards as a kid, played, you know, and haven't played in a while, now is really the time to get back in. So I would definitely, you know, if you've got a little bit uh, to an extra money laying around, you want to try getting back into it, do it now. Mm-hmm. Moving on, uh, new figures coming out. 120 scale or 120th? Yeah, so- I guess so Bandai, right say that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, 120th. Yep. I mean, because it's it's 120th of their full size. Yep. Um, so uh, Bandai is releasing a new set. It's all Gen 1 characters. Um, so in addition to Red, Blue, Green, and Professor Oak, there's also like 20 or so Pokemon mm-hmm. on there. And they, they look freaking fantastic. I mean, yep. these are extremely tempting to buy them all and like <laughs> so, why don't you, why'd you go through the list of uh, who we've got in this first set um so um let's see here if i can pull it up um uh so we've got uh mewtwo mew uh all three starters and their full evolutions uh we got porygon arcanine Ni- uh, nidoqueen lapras gengar clefairy pikachu and eevee um, nice, so they're going nice. to be released in like box sets, um, and each box is going to cost like eighty bucks a pop. Oh my uh, god! So they're coming in a box. Um, they said, I think it it looks like um, contains. Uh, it says ten boxes of figures with six guaranteed to give you the full set. Oh, okay. uh, I have no idea <laughs> what that's supposed to mean. Um, but it looks like you're, you're going to have to buy at least six boxes to get everything. So I think they're releasing some, like, so if you want all the Bulbasaur and Revolutions, you can buy that. Um, or you can get Ash, or not Ash, Red and his Pokemon. Um, because I think uh, there's only one of his Pokemon that's not in this set is Snorlax. Um, of his signature Pokemon because we got Lapras, you got Pikachu, and you got the three starters there. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the fact they have Green in there. Um, so, uh, the and forgot- he's like the forgotten character. She, she, she is the sorry, character. she is the yeah. forgotten character. Yeah, you know, well, one one of the cool things that I saw when I was looking at these figures is that they they actually did the the um, there's a piece of concept art which shows red, blue, and green standing around uh, like a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. circle with the and they're all got their pokemon st- standing next to them and they recreated that with these figures and i thought that was so awesome that's pretty cool um yeah no Look, but I'm, green, proud, I'm, I'm glad gengar's in there yeah yeah I, I, I saw i saw that i thought you were going to be pretty excited Megan, megan's got uh, her arcanine in there so that's good yeah you've got Porygon's your bulbasaur yeah porgon's the only one that's kind of like it's like a sore thumb like all the other ones like oh yeah like you know <laughs> porgon's got this weird 
every time he shows up somewhere, I I just think to myself, why? Like, yeah. But he's got this weird fan base that clearly keep buying up a bunch of Porygon stuff because Porygon keeps showing up in a bunch of merch. I think maybe it's because he's like the forbidden fruit because, you know, uh, us U.S. fans never got to experience Porygon uh, in the anime. That's true. Because that was the infamous seizure episode. Yep. Um, And, uh, you know, they've never featured Porygon in the the anime after that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I think that's a big part of it. Because, you know, I say this with all due respect to Porygon. It's a it's a fluff pokemon there's no point to it um <laughs> and it's not good really yeah it, it, it's it's a it's an irrelevant pokemon i mean i, I don't even think that you know i i, I kind of want to say that you know porygon z has a little bit of usefulness right. in like the metagame or at least it did for a little while but you know that was totally because of move versatility but the uh, most the most interesting thing about porygon is the thing that they just forever not touch, and the fact that he's just like you know he was a man-made. Thing. Yeah, yeah, he's not actually a Pokemon; he's a Pokeman. Yeah, oh. <laughs> like he's just he's just not uh, he's not real. Yeah, I I I kind of want like you know like you you know how there's all the the, the controversy about like artificially created embryos and you know all all that stuff you know in scientific communities. I wonder if there was like a similar debate when like Oregon got created. Like, look, I have this artificial Pokemon, and all the other professors were like, whoa, <laughs> do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then that and then that create that professor is just shunned into into obscurity and he just starts leading a dark organization and uh see that is a whole area yeah. that has not even been discovered or even thought about that would be amazing you know we we're talking about like uh, doing something a bit on the more adult side of a Pokemon live action type of thing. That's the story I want to see. There you go. Give us, <laughs> give us, give us the origin story of Porygon. <laughs> that, that's going to be the next Pokemon uh, movie. God. God. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think, uh, oh, we did want to touch on uh, one last thing before we go into our deep dive Pokemon Go Fest. Yes. Coming there's up. another one this weekend. Uh, so it starts uh, July 4th, which will be our release date. Mm-hmm. So there's a, it, this time it's held in Dortmund. Um, uh, there'll be kind of like the same thing that happened last month where there'll be a global challenge. This time, I believe we're trying to get... Um, it's the same thing. You got to get 45, 46 million research uh, challenges completed. Mm-hmm. And if people do that, we'll get an Entei um, field research day. I like Entei. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a nice Pokemon. Uh, he was always one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he was very cat-like. Um, <laughs> I I was a big fan of cat-like Pokemon. Uh, I, I I honestly felt that he should have been like the star of Pokemon Crystal instead of uh, Suicune. Yep, absolutely. No. For sure, it, it should have been like Pokemon Volcano instead of yeah, Suicune is a lame Pokemon. Are we getting anything uh, special? What Entei? Like- for like, no, no, for like the July 4th weekend in the States? No, this, this is what we're getting. We're getting this global research. So there'll be okay. increased okay. spawns of certain Pokemon. Um, but whatever is the, the, the signature Pokemon for this Pokemon Go best. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I can't, I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah. Maybe it's Abra or Clefairy or something like that. Mm-hmm. We might get a new shiny Pokemon that'll pop up tomorrow. So, you know, I'll have to come in for my 
barbecue to go and write that up. So. <laughs> it's locked in the <laughs> all right uh when we get, we're gonna take a very quick break when we get back we got a pokemon masters trailer that was totally i thought it was pretty fun and awesome uh and there's a, a little bit more on the sword and shield uh controversy front because no, nothing nintendo can do can please you pokemon fans but that's okay we'll talk about it <laughs> uh when we get back Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, I loved this Pokemon Masters trailer. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, um... So they, they they did the whole anime thing, which yeah. they haven't done since uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was freaking awesome. It was really cool seeing like Brock and Misty and you know Cynthia and Steven Stone, um, and seeing them all run around these trio teams. And it actually did a pretty good job of like demonstrating what the game's all about. Too, so, which- so for those who don't know, Pokemon Masters is a new game that basically brings back a bunch of all of the the classic Pokemon masters, basically that mm-hmm. that you know and love from from all across the the generations of of the game. Uh, I think a lot of the the biggest draw, obviously, was being able to see a lot of the the Gen One folks, like you know your Brock and your Misties and things like that. Me, I'm very excited for Lieutenant Surge because I just love yeah. Lieutenant Surge. But it's a but it's a different style of gameplay. This is not this is not like a, a Pokemon game at all. This is very very different. Yeah, but uh, so this is this is going to be a real time uh, strategy game. So you'll have teams of three. Um, uh, for one thing, you don't collect Pokemon; you collect sync pairs, uh, which is one, a team of one trainer and one Pokemon. Uh, so you collect those, you build your team, and then it's some mad button mashing. Uh, so you have a move gauge which continually fills up. Uh, different Pokemon moves uh, decrease the uh, move gauge by a little bit. And uh, you can also use these things called sync pairs, uh, sync pair moves or sync moves, um, which are basically like Z moves, um, your favorite gym. Um, and also <laughs> the trainers can do things too. So it's, it, you know, like they showed so like in throwing punches or something or. Uh, I I really <laughs> wish it was that. Like I would just love to see like Gary suddenly just run up and like, just like sucker punch a Pokemon, like <laughs> oh not today, Pikachu! Just, <laughs> just punch them. But no, they like can do like healing things, and they can provide buffs and stuff like that. But so each one has their own different moves, uh, like you know their own support moves, um, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty interesting. So That's like cool. you know not every trainer will be able to heal their Pokemon, so that that factors into the strategy aspects of it. So is this going to be like a flash in the pan type of game, or do you think this may have some 
some longevity to it. So I think it's going to have some longevity to it. Um, I, this game um, reminds me a lot of a game called Dragalia Lost, um, okay. which uh, is Nintendo released, or they, they co-released it with uh, Psy Games, um, which is a different mobile publisher, but it's related to the people who make are making Pokemon Masters, which is a company called DNA. Um, so they kind of specialize in this uh, gotcha, which is, uh, you know, because it's it's uh, kind of like a loot box style game. Mm-hmm. Your your characters are randomly selected. Um, we don't know how, but Dragalia Lost, you know, that's been really popular for a long time. Like it's really it's had more legs than people expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fire Emblem Heroes is another example. That's another game that you know has just stayed around. It's it's never going to be as popular as Pokemon Go. Right. But then again, nothing will ever be as popular as <laughs> Go. Uh, I mean, this is a game that, that is clearly trading on nostalgia factor, right? So yeah. that's, there's there's real currency there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I'm going to check it out for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that the big key is, one, how far can you get by being a free-to-play pa- yes. player? Yes. Um, that, that's that's going to be a big deal. Like, um... And that, that's one of the things that I like about Dragalia Lost is because Nintendo literally stepped in because they're like, you know, you, you look at this game, this Dragalia Lost game. I keep comparing it to it, but it's, it's the best example. Um, and you can you can play that game and enjoy that game without spending a single cent. Um, See, those are the types of games I enjoy because I am cheap. But also at the same time, it's one of like I for some mobile, I will pay for some mobile games if. I feel it is either going to move a story along or is there, mm-hmm. or, or something on that front where I feel I'm getting more than just a tactical advantage to yeah. get to higher levels of the game. Uh, I I will spend money if one I like the game and mm-hmm. two um the what I spend money for I feel like I'm getting an actual value. Like I don't like buying like in-game currency. Um, but like, if there's a thing where it's like, you can buy this character for like four bucks, like, and it's a character I like, like, yeah, I'll buy it. Um, I don't have any problem doing that. Like, you know, I, I look at these games, I probably spend more time playing mobile games, Mm -hmm. uh, than, than I do console games. So, you know, I don't mind spending a little bit of money on some of those games. And I, you know, as long as Pokemon Masters doesn't try to overdo it, like, you know, I, I think this will be a popular game. Like. It's made by a good mobile game company that knows what they're doing. Um, DNA's like, done it, one of the one of the Marvel games, and I think it's Future Fight, but it may be. I think it's Future Fight. Yeah, I think you're I right. Um, and they, like I said, they they've released a lot of really popular games. Um, I think they did. Um, I'm trying to think. They they've released one other really popular one that's over in Japan. Um, Maybe it's Grand Blue, um, and that one's like insanely popular. Um, so th- this this is this is a people like when they announced this back um, like a few months ago, like people kind of slept on this. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so when does this come out? Uh, this summer. It's right. it's it's. Right. You know, so we serious. will get we will get to talk about it in the next month or two. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, you can look forward to some Pokemon Masters coverage on our site soon, because I'm sure that I will be doing some deep dives into it. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, lastly, before we go, this is the, the last bit of Sword and Shield controversy-ish that uh, we want to bring up today. 
Christian we, is just yeah. so pained because he, he hates this. Uh, it has been discovered that people have that Sword and Shield will be reusing some animations from older games. Yes. So this is ties back into there. There's a couple of weird ass narratives. I just cursed. Um, prepare for a little bit more. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to try to hold myself back. There's some weird narratives that are going on about Pokemon Sword and Shield. One of them is that Game Freak is being lazy because they're reusing animations. Um, and they've always reused yeah. animations. Yeah. This uh, this is a dumb this is a dumb a, a dumb argument for sure. It, it it really is. And so what they said was, you know, the reason we can't include every Pokemon here is we chose to concentrate on higher fidelity animation and graphics. Uh, that is not the same as saying we're going to make all new. new you know, that basically when they switched over from 3DS to Nintendo Switch, you know, the frame rates are different. Um, you know, the the quality is different. And there's actually an interview that I found um, that uh, was done on a Japanese magazine in which uh, Junichi Masuda, the director of Game Freak, he actually said that when they went to transfer like some of the models and some of these like move animations into Pokemon Sword and Shield, that they didn't transfer over right, uh, and so they had to basically rebuild them from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they used the animations, and people well, are like, I, and again, yeah. I think I, I mentioned this last week, right? Like, I think there's a lot of people where the expectation is is that because this is the first Switch game, they're expecting almost an entirely new game. And I think yeah, that's unfair. That, it's and, it's and an unfair kind of expectation because of the all the mechanics that go into this the, this kind of game. And when you see the the open world aspect of like that is probably the biggest overhaul that we've seen in a Pokemon game in forever. And, yeah. and I think what we've seen in every one of these games as they've been released, you know, they've been making tweaks here and there. Uh, some mm-hmm. have had bigger jumps than others. This just by the environment and the world of, of the Galar region is a huge step up. Yeah. Oh so yeah. So to expect I mean, them to like, to, to nail, to hit everything is a bit unfair. Like now well, in the next game, I would hope that that type of stuff would be, would be addressed. Cause I would like to see more fleshed out fight animations for some of the common moves at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the, the, the issue is, and, and uh, don't get me wrong, I don't disagree with you. Like, I, I mean, people were bringing up, um, I remember when they were talking about Hydro Pump, because this got, you know, there's all these narratives going on. Comes out Blastoise's mouth. Yeah, it comes out Blastoise's mouth. And like, you know, there's little little tweaks like that that I really... Okay, well, I'm not going to give them that one. The Hydro Pump should at least come out of his cannons. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree, yeah. but that's not how these games are made. This is yeah. how never how these games have been made. Like, and, and yeah, it looks stupid. It, it does. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it, it just is what it is. I mean, we're, we're asking Game Freak to radically change their... Like, if we were doing custom... Can you imagine if we had custom... Uh, attack animations for every single Pokemon. You know, each of these freaking Pokemon have like 20, 30 moves that they can even more than that when you include like HMs and TMs. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and so, you know, like with the Blastoise example, like, yeah, that that would be nice if it came out, th- mm-hmm. th- their gun. 
but you know, think about if they decide, okay, we're going to move up this animation a little bit, you know, so it syncs up a bit. Well, now we have to go and do that for all of our other 900 Pokemon too. Yeah. I would, I, I would also like to, you know, see potentially rolled out like signature moves. Yeah, I, I think that that would be smart. Um, I, I would agree with that. I mean, because we, we do have a lot of Pokemon species which have signature moves, and it would be right. pretty cool to see them like, okay, I'm going to use, you know, um, like a Frenzy Plant for Venusaur, and mm-hmm. watch out, world. Um, like here comes a really cool animation for it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be awesome. I think that would be a really good step. Um, and we kind of used to see that when like these moves were exclusive to one Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you did Destiny Bond with Jirachi, um, I think it was Jirachi. Um, you know, you got to see an animation that you couldn't see anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so I think that the key maybe is to bring back some of that exclusivity with some of these moves. Um, and then you can spend the time giving them some like cool animations. Like I don't, I don't care if double kick looks lame. It's double <laughs> kick. You shouldn't be using double kick. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think it would be cool to see like you know like when Charizard does fire blast or yeah. like overheat. Um, like let let's see that. Like let's see these like you know they're they're actual the moves that they're most associated with. Well, I mean, I you mean, even started to see a little bit of that in Let's Go, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, some of the, you know, the Pikachu and Eevee moves were, you know, totally brand new animations that were adorable yeah. as all hell. Or really freaking awesome. Like, yeah. when um, uh, Eevee would, like, cause the other Pokemon to explode and the explosion would be behind them. Yeah. Uh, that that was pretty cool. And, and you know, like I said, I think there, there's, like, there there's definitely some room for that. Like, I mean, my shelf is full of these gallery figures which show a bunch of these Pokemon with their signature moves. And they look freaking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love the gallery figures. Um, and I think that they could do something like that within the game. Like, you know, um, you know when Mewtwo, you know, does, like, uh, you know, it's it's Psyball attack or Psyblast, yep. yep. you know, like, let's see him, like, do, like, the Hadouken, you know, blast. And stuff, um, you know that that would be that'd be really cool. Um, and I, I, maybe they'll go that direction. I mean, I I, I think that you know the, some of the complaints are valid. Like, um, you know, they they talked about well, well, they need to hire more people. Well, it's not going to do them any good now. You know? <laughs> right. Like, like if you think that it's like a little oh, too late. Yeah, they they cannot throw money and fix this problem. They couldn't even done this back in 2017 or 2018 and fix this problem. I mean, in order for this game to be the way that fans wanted it, Game Freak would have had to like figure this out back in like 2015, 2016. I mean, that that that's like you know, it, it takes a long time to hire good programmers, yep. and it takes yep. a long time to get those programmers like up to speed to be able to like, you know, be able to work Just on a big it, project, get it up and running. All right, we're running out of time, so we got to get to uh, the the next uh, and favorite part of the show. Uh, The last part of our show is Christian's Pokemon Fact of the Week. Christian, what do you got? Okay, what unassuming Pokemon is an arsonist? Unassuming Pokemon is an arsonist? Yes, yes. I mean, let's let's, let's be clear. There are probably a lot of Pokemon that like to burn stuff. (laughs) Uh... But this is this is one that you would not expect. It is I mean, not is it like, fire. Like, is, like Jigglypuff all of a sudden just setting stuff on fire. Or? Just, yeah, it, it's close to that. It's, who who it's, is it? It's Drompa. Oh, uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So this was a Pokemon that was introduced in uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this like Puff the Magic Dragon, super friendly dragon Pokemon, which is like a normal type 
by like you know people thought it was like Dunsparce's evolution. Yeah, in the Pokedex it says like, oh yeah, it befriends children. But when it finds out that you know a, a child has been bullied, it will go to the bully's house and burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the heck? Like can you imagine? Like you know, oh, just you know, accidentally like, letting, oh. just accidentally leaving him out of the Pokeball and be like, oh crap. <laughs> Oh, no. Just burn like, down oh, Johnny's like, house. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny and his entire family are dead. Like, <laughs> oh like, god! Whoa. It's Trompa. Trompa. Can you just like imagine if there's just like you know the ultimate revenge fantasy? Like your your friendly dragon Pokemon is actually burning down all your enemies. But houses. like, I want to know if like if if Trompa's doing it like like just overtly, or is he just you know sort of just going to like a back corner of the house and just sort of lighting a little fire in the corner and just being like, and then just walking away. I, I just kind of like wonder because I don't think Drampa has any moves that like can cause fires. So, <laughs> so I wonder it's if it's there, like just you know like matches. you know like Johnny wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like tied to the bed and there's Drampa <laughs> a gasoline like pouring it and like looking out looking at him with his big like expressionless eyes <laughs> while oh, getting God, ready to amazing. light the match. Like that's insane. <laughs> it's. Oh, boy. Well, that is going to do it for us. This week on A Wild Podcast has appeared. Uh, Normally, we read the reviews that you give us on for the show on iTunes. And if you do that and we read it on air, we generally send out comicbook.com t-shirts. And but we don't have time for that this week, so we'll we'll just do more next week. So if you like this show, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your grandparents, tell anyone who will listen about this show because we we love interacting with you guys we love the you know the the support that you guys have shown us for this show and you know we want you know this party to to grow bigger we want more people to come and who are longtime fans who may be new fans lap fans that that's really our goal for the show is just you know be that podcast talk about pokemon in a way that everyone enjoys that's not super in the weeds that's not you know, to just surface level for, you know, the diehard fans to just be like, Oh, screw this. You know, like we take any and all of your comments very, very seriously. And, uh, for all the reviews that we've gotten so far, we, we, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The show can be found wherever podcasts can be downloaded from iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. If you can get podcasts there, uh, we're there. So just type in a wild podcast has appeared and you'll find, uh, our past episodes. If you're new, Uh, Or you can hit subscribe on any one of those to make sure you don't miss out on our shows every Thursday. You can find me uh, at Twitter at Jim Biscardi. You can find Christian at Seahoffer Seabus. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks.